Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. So what a great day. So I I love rain. And I'll tell you why. Because when, when you grow up, where you go through droughts and, and there isn't any rain, you kind of appreciate it. In fact, there's a saying where I come from, and it's never turn down rain or a newborn baby calf, because you never know when you're going to get another one. So I come up here, the fir- first year I was up here, I was like, this is so awesome, it rains. And then I'm out riding horses, chasing cows, whatever I'm doing, I'm like, you know, I could use a little less rain, you know, but I'm trying to keep keep my my same attitude because so much of the time we we get used to like we'll be into a, a place in our life where like we don't have a lot of a lot of something that we need, and so then when it starts coming, we're like, oh, thank God this is here, right? And then pretty soon we're getting into the middle of it, and we're like, oh, it's so great to be here, and it's so nice that it's here, but you know. You can just hold off on the blessings just, just a little bit because, like, I've just had it enough, right? And so what happens is some that thing that we're wanting to get that's uncommon becomes so common that we just kind of sometimes can take it for granted. But one thing I know about rain, rain's a blessing, right? And so if Washington's an evergreen state, my state was an evergreen state for a few years. <laughs> And so, so I realize that it's rain that causes that. And so I don't just like, sometimes we go through the droughts in our life too. And everything seems brown and it seems like there's no hope and there's no way. And then the rain comes and it starts greening up. And so that's what I want to wanna, wanna live in, right? Is, is that type uh, of atmosphere in my life and in my heart, right? And so we're just coming out of the Jewish... Um, Feast of Tabernacles, which is also called Sukkot. And so now one of, um, in um, John chapter 7, I believe Jesus gets up at the end of the festival or end of the feast. It's the last day. It's the greatest day when they do water libations and, and they pour out the water. But Jesus gets up and he says, I'm the river of life. You know, anyone who's thirsty, come drink from me and out of your inner part will flow rivers of living water. And so that's what I want. I don't just like in the Old Testament we would we would look to God and say, you know something? I hope that that your um that your Holy Spirit falls on me. Like in the Old Testament it would fall on us. Now it live he lives inside us. And so he flows out of us. And so so the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside you. That's pretty powerful, and right? And he said, said, I'm the living water, and out of, your, out of your inward parts, out of your belly, will flow rivers of living water. And when those rivers flow, like, man, I've seen some of these rivers up out of the banks. And they don't stay in, right? They go everywhere, right? And when they go everywhere, it affects everyone else. And so when, when we allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us and we allow Jesus to come through us, and he comes in us and out and flowing through us. It's affecting everybody around us, whether they like it or not. Amen. Right? Ever work with someone who's grumpy? 
right? And they're miserable, right? And you come along and you're like, oh, it's such a beautiful day. It's raining outside. Hallelujah. Thank you for the rain. This is just great. And they're like, shut up. (laughs) Am I the only one that ever happens to? No. They're like, shut up. Why are you so happy? What's the matter with you? It's like, well, I'm just happy. I know Jesus. I got a lot to live for. And they're like, but you got this going on and this going on. Yeah, but that's not going on in here. And so I can rejoice and be happy in there. Well, I got this, and I got this, and I got this. And I, well, yeah, I got good news. Jesus is here for you. Amen. Right? He can change your heart. He can change your life. You don't have to be miserable. Well, I like being miserable. <laughs> There's some people, they literally, they like, I'd rather be miserable than, than be happy because they're comfortable there, Right? Right? Do you ever see that TV commercial and like this lobster is like hanging out in the hot tub trying to get away from the chef? Right? I'm like, that's the smartest lobster I ever seen. Right? Because most of them they just get boiled. Right? But like you can take some of those. I don't. I don't remember what they took if it was frogs or whatever, and they put them in hot water and then they just slowly turn up the temperature, right, until it got so hot that it would cook them. But they could have jumped out. At any time, but they didn't. Why? Because they got comfortable where they were. Does that make sense? And so it's important for us not to get comfortable in all the, the stuff that's hitting us and all the stuff that's going around. And we can say, do you know something? Jesus paid a price. He paid a price for, for me to live in freedom. He paid a price for me to live in joy. He paid a price for that. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disvalue what he paid for me by not taking advantage of everything that he gave me. Does that make sense? So it's like we get I get my kid a new car, right? Like my son, he he likes to hot rod around, right? He he he's sharp, good looking kid, takes that after me. Right? Smart. So like say I buy him a Lamborghini. And so I park it in in the garage, right? I was like, son, this is yours. You can drive it whenever you want, wherever you you want. And he has enough money to buy like this dump, dump of a car that like, like don't even have a motor. It's like the Flintstones car, right? (laughs) Like you're pedaling it, right? And so it's funny. We actually know some people and we went to visit them and we couldn't see them. And then we see this little Flintstone car coming down the road we're like who in the world is that and it was them like they turned a golf cart into a flintstone car and they're driving down the road and i'm like about to drive off the road they almost killed us it wasn't nice right their name is not um fred right and wilma but so he's got this flintstone car right so he takes this flintstone car and he's dry he's just pedaling it with his feet everywhere right and i'm sitting there thinking why would you do that? Well, you know, I just don't want to take advantage of you, Dad. You know, I love you and you're so good to me, but, you know, I'm not even sure I really deserve it, you know? I'm, and, you know, I got all this stuff and, and I'm comfortable. Like, how comfortable can you be? Right? How comfortable can you be? When I've got this Lamborghini here and you can get in that, 
and you can truck, you even got a gas card because you probably have to gas up every 10 miles the way he drives. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But it's yours. It's all yours. You know what that would do? That would hurt my feelings. And it would make me sad to say, you know something? You got to think a little bit better than that and a little bit bigger than that because don't you know who you are? Don't you know what I've given you? Don't you know what you have access to? All you got to do is say, you know something? I'm going to hop in there and I'm going to cruise around and I'm going to truck around and I'm going to have a blast and I'm going to take advantage of what you paid for. (coughs) That's what happens with us, with Jesus. Like he's bought us peace on the cross. He paid for that. It wasn't free. It's not something you earned, but it's something that you merit because he bought it for you. And I'm going to go to scripture and prove that to you. He brought that. It's a peace that passes all understanding. The Bible says that he is our peace who breaks down every wall. So I don't care what kind of wall you're facing or what it looks like. I know we got a God who will give you the peace and he'll break down Every wall. Was it David said, I can run through a, a troop and leap over a wall? Man, if you can't, if you don't break it down, you can just leap it. Right? So, I forgot to pray. Hold on, time out. <laughs> Father, thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, I just, I just submit myself to you and, and I ask that you get what you want said out this morning in Jesus' name. Amen? So he can, he can give us our peace. So I'm going into 1 Peter chapter 3, and then I'm going to go over into Exodus chapter 31. I'll probably go from 31, 32, and 33 if I have time. I don't know if I'll have time. We'll see. I'll try. How's that? Oh, Seahawks play today, too. They play the Ravens. I like Ravens. The Ravens are in the Bible, too. <laughs> Right? They, God used ravens to, to feed Elijah by the brook, right? So, so today he's going to use the ravens to give us a victory for our Seahawks. <laughs> right? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So let's hope. So I grew up, when I grew up in Oklahoma, football's a big deal. And so, like, but it's, uh, you know from the, yeah. So I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. And I got delivered from it <laughs> after they let Barry Switzer go because I'm an OU Sooner fan too, right? And so you, when they all went away, so now I'm a Seahawks fan. I love the Seahawks, but I love my Sooners too. So, but it's serious down there, right? And so um, if we could be as serious about Jesus sometimes as we are about the Seahawks and the Sooners and that, man, we could change the world, right? So... Okay, I'll get to the Bible. I have been sharing Bible stuff, by the way, here. There are scriptures. Okay. And it says this, Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, but with blessing, Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. 
For whoever would love his life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. Now, this is cool on peace. Whenever you think of peace, we think of, like, no war, right? Anybody ever, like, oh, they've made peace. In Hebrew, there's a, another word. That word peace is called shalom, right? And when, it, when it, you hear that word peace in, in Hebrew, they say shalom, right? And what they're, they're saying is, May God give you completeness. Another, another word for it is nothing missing, nothing broken. And so, so much of the time in our lives, we see, see these little pieces here and these little pieces here, but we don't realize when we look to Jesus and when we look to what God has done through Jesus, we have a completeness and we have a peace that we cannot get anywhere else because there's nothing missing in it and there's nothing broken. The Bible says that there's no shadow in his turn, and he said, I am the light of the world. And that, that doesn't mean like you see the sun, right? goes down one side, and then you don't see it anymore, right? Or you see the shadow of it, or you're, like you can see, see our shadow. There's no shadow in Jesus. He's completely perfect. There's complete light. There. He's just completely whole. And he's made that way for us to have peace, right? Right? I'm not going to freak you out because I'll tell you this. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. You're seated with Him. The Bible says that we are in Christ. And so because of what He paid for us, that makes us completely righteous, completely whole, and standing in Him. Does that make sense? Right? So when you look at yourself and you man, man. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Woohoo, Man. Right? But I'm not the righteousness in James Mays. Because as hard as it would be for you to believe. <laughs> you just have to ask my wife or my kids. Right? Or anybody else that knows. I'm not perfect. Man, I hate to admit that. <laughs> but I am righteous. But my righteousness doesn't come from what I do. My righteousness comes from who I am. And that's a son of the living God who is in Christ, seated with Christ, a part of Christ. And because I'm in him, now my conscience is clear. And I'm like, you know something? It's not about me being perfect. And so some of those things that I struggle with, now all of a sudden I'm not focusing on those. I'm focusing on Jesus. And the more I focus on him, the more I become like him, and the more I become like him, the more I, I feel righteous when I already am righteous. Does that make sense? Do you ever like, um, uh, there's certain cars I like, and, and I love cars. Like, I'm a cowboy. I like cowboy trucks. Like, I, got, I like a dually and, you know, all this stuff. But you know what? I got some class to me, too. So I was watching TV. And why are you guys laughing? <laughs> That wasn't a joke. Now I'm going to go home and cry. Right? But I got some class to me. So, so just look at my wife. That'll tell you. Right? So um, I was watching this TV commercial and this car come on. And I was like, wow. I've never seen anything like it. It was just like so cool. Like even the handles and just like the contour of the. I was like. Wow, that must be what you drive when you get to heaven. <laughs> right? So I went looking on the internet for it and I found it. And I was like, it's only like a $150,000 car. 
you know, it's cheap, but I've got good, good, good taste, right? So it was, it's called a Range Rover Velar. Anybody see those? It is like so cool. So I had never seen one in my entire life, but I start driving down the road. And right beside me, behind me, something goes, whew, I was, oh my, that's the car. I, I just thought they existed on TV and like at car lots. And then I drive a little bit farther and on the other side of the road, you know what I see? I see that car. And you know something? The more I think about that car, the more I'm aware that they actually are around and that they actually exist. Am I the only one who's ever done that? Yeah? <laughs> People are like, yeah. What happened? Was it that all of a sudden they just jammed the roads with those cars? I mean, think about it. They just have a release. Hey, we heard James is doing this, so get the cars out on the highway. <laughs> I don't think so. What, what happened was that, that I had my attention and my focus and an awareness open to that to that, that existed. And when I opened my heart and my mind to that that existed, do you know what? It started just flooding around me everywhere, right? And that's why it's so important when Jesus says, says, look at me, trust me, follow me, see me. When we focus on him and see him in every area of our life and all around here, do you know what we're going to see? We're going to see Jesus everywhere. We're going to start seeing him behind us and beside us and around us. Come on. That's good preaching. I might have to pat myself on the back. Good preaching. Right? Because that's the truth. It's about what we're, we're focused on and what we're thinking about. And it opens up our world in a whole new way that we could never, ever, ever believe that it could happen that way. And it's because God's that big. Like, he's so big, even when he opens up the Range Rover, man, he's got a whole, whole list of cars that are even cooler. Right? Like, I, was, I, I just had a thing on, the te- on my phone where, where it said, here's a Lamborghini Gallardo. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool car. And so now I'm starting to look around. Huh. <laughs> right? Like, well, something opened up that I'd never, like in Oklahoma, where I'm from. Right? Now, that would be a miracle for me to see a Range Rover Velar. Right? But I'm sure God could do it, right? Now, a tractor, we've seen lots of those. We had tra- traffic jams with combines and tractors. Like, we had road range. We had a, rage. We had a guy who was going to ride horses, and he got mad. And um, he's a mean little dude. He's a little bitty, but meaner, meaner than a, I don't know what, you know? And he got mad, and he ran up and grabbed the guy out of the tractor and threw him down. <laughs> he's like, if you don't hurry up, I'm going to spur you, and... And it ended up getting in trouble. We had road rage in Oklahoma. Can you imagine that? You can imagine that. Yeah. Right? So we even had that. But I don't know if, uh, if a Range Rover Velar would have been out there. But God will open your eyes. You see this in the scripture where he says, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you've never thought that in your entire life. You always tell you, well, you know something? If I do this, then God will do this. If I can get good, then, then maybe God will love me. You know what I'm saying? You'll never 
earn it on your own merit. You will never be good enough. If you were, God wasted his time sending Jesus. You guys hear what I'm talking about? When, when Moses come off the, Ten off the Ten Commandments, off the mountain, right? With the Ten Commandments, right? What do they say? He's like, like, you're to keep all these to a T. You know what I think God was trying to get him to do? Is say, you know something? This is too holy for us. There's no way we can do it. But you know what? They'd lived in slavery so long that they had a slave mentality and they didn't have an awareness of what God really wanted to do in their life. So they're like, we can do it. Yes, we can. Right? Good Lord, guys. You could have saved us all a bunch of heart, heartache. Because I believe in God's mercy and grace. He would have said, you know something? We'll, we'll work this out. But he knew ahead of time. Right? So I don't want to be like, like that. I don't want to be like, yeah, I, can, I got this. Right? We, we got the, this cowboy thing. Right? We're, we're like, we'll dare each other. Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Yeah, hold my Pepsi. <laughs> Usually not a Pepsi. It's a Dr. Pepper. Never, no, right? And we'll go try it. Right? We, we'll, and usually when we do that, it does not work for us very well. <laughs> right? But we can do it. We're, we're just like the children of Israel who are like, you know something? We can do it. We got this. This is no problem. Do you know how long they probably lasted? Not, uh, not even a second because what they were doing was they were saying, you know what, we're, we're like you, God. We're more bigger than you, God. We don't need you. I need him. I need him every second of my life. Not just because I want to be forgiven of my sins, which I already have been, but because I want a relationship with him. I want to know him. I want to know what he walks like and what he talks like and what he smells like. It's got to be good. Right? And then when I do that, then pretty soon I'm walking like him and I'm talking like him and I'm moving like him. Does that make sense? Okay. I better hurry up. I'm like, my first part, starting on the intro. <laughs> he must seek peace and pursue it. You know who we, who we pursue when we seek peace? Jesus. Because he is our peace. You know, this book, all of it, from Holy Bible to Genuine Leather, is about Jesus. Right? The whole thing. I like, like I love to teach from, from the Torah and the writings and the prophets and the Song of Solomon just as much as I love the New Testament. In fact, I might be geared more to that. But what geared me more to that was when I started seeing Jesus in the Torah, when I seen him in Genesis, when I seen him in Exodus, and when I seen him in Leviticus, and when I seen him in, in Jeremiah. I'm like, oh, there you were. You were there the whole time. And it's kind of like the Range Rover, right? I never saw him in it, and then all of a sudden, he's everywhere. Why? Because he was revealed. 
right? Do you, do you remember when Jesus rose again? He was walking on the road uh, of Emmaus, right? And there's two disciples walking with him. And he's, as he's walking with him, he starts teaching him from, from, the, from the Torah and from the writings and from the, the prophets. And he, he's telling him, showing him all this thing about who he is, but he hadn't revealed himself to him. Do you know why I think that happened? I think that happened because Jesus is like, I don't just want you to see me when I'm right here. I want you to be able to see me in the Word. I want you to be, see me come off those pages and come to life. And do you know what happened? They're sitting there hearing about him and hearing, they're like, man, we never heard anything like that. Then all of a sudden, he reveals himself. Whoa, that's Jesus. How cool is that? And you know what? It changed their lives. How can it not? You can't have an impact with the person of Jesus and not have your life changed. In fact, you can't have an impact with religion and not have your life changed, but it's not going to be It's like having a car wreck opposed to having a picnic. Do you hear what I'm talking about? It, it will mess you up and it will take you places that you don't want to go. Because it... Without that blood, without that sacrifice, we ain't got no chance. And so rather than to focus on, well, I'm going to do good so I can get good, rather than the religion that says, says, says do bad, get bad, right? <laughs> Not me. I didn't, like, I, didn't do, I grew up in church, right, with my dad, and my dad had a belt. Right? And I had like ants in my pants. Right? And so these church meetings back then went forever. I mean, they had to be at least 45 minutes. <laughs> know what I'm talking about? And so I was like, me and my sisters would be under the pews and under here pretty soon. What are you doing, James? I don't know. Why are you doing that? I don't know. You know you're not supposed to do that. I know. So why are you doing that? I don't know. Then I get in trouble, right? But I can never, never make myself. The harder I try, oh, I don't want to disappoint dad. My dad loves me. Still does. I, I love my dad and I think the world of him. And he's a great dad. But like, no matter how hard I tried to do good, I could never do good enough. And you never will either. So I'm thankful that I had a dad that didn't put my relationship with him on what I did, but on that I was a son. Because that helped me when I saw Jesus and the Father's relationship with me connect that to him. Right? It's real important. Maybe you have fathers that weren't like that. But you have a heavenly father that is. And he loves you just like you are. Amen? Amen. And he'll, he'll reach out to you. So this might be a true story and this might not. <laughs> okay. So say you're at the grocery store or at the mini mart. And this guy's up there and he's buying a pack of cigarettes and he don't have enough money. And he's freaking out. Like, he's totally freaking out. And so, like, the Holy Spirit speaks to you and says, buy that for him. And you're like, I can't buy that for him. 
because I'm righteous. The Holy Spirit says, buy that for him, but don't tell him. Okay, so say this guy goes out to his car and is trying to find stuff, so you buy it for him. Tell the, the guy at the counter, don't tell anyone that you bought this for him, right? So you start to walk out. He comes in, gets what he needs. He hands him the cigarettes. The guy said, what? How did I get him? He's like, that guy paid for him <laughs> as you're walking out, right? So he comes to you and goes, he sees you have Jesus on your shirt. Why would you do that? Why, why would you help me with that? Why would you do that? Well, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me to do that because God loves you. And He loves you just like you are. And, and He's concerned about everything that you're concerned about. And it's not about what you do, but it's about what He's done for you and that He loves you. And that gives that guy an opportunity to say, Wow, Jesus loves me. I can have a relationship with him and he's not putting me down because of this or because of that or because of this. And then he meets Jesus. And then Jesus does a work in his life. How many of us, if we were in that situation, say, oh no, I can't do that. What kind of blessing would we miss? What kind of witness can we do when we trust the Holy Spirit and say, you know something? This is not like in the handbook. (laughs) Right? But neither was Jesus when he was healing on the Sabbath. You guys hear what I'm talking about? He was so far out of the box that they couldn't keep him buried. Hear what I'm talking about? And so when we come and say, you know something, I'm going to trust you, Holy Spirit, because when, when you point me in a certain way and when you want to love on someone in a certain way, I'm not going to, to um, put you in a box to where you can't reach other people. Does that make sense? I've got five more minutes. I've got four more. <laughs> For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. Wait a second. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. There's in James where it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Wait a second. Who's righteous? An unrighteous but God. Right? But because of what God gave me, I'm righteous. Because of what Jesus done for me, I'm righteous. So if I'm righteous, that's why the Bible says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Do you know what he's saying? Do you know what people say grace is unmerited, undeserved favor? That's not true. It's not undeserved. There was a merit that was bought with that. And that merit was bought by Jesus himself. You hear what I'm talking about? There was a price that was paid. I always thought that. And then I was, 
I was talking about that the other day, and the Holy Spirit showed me actually in another, in the Old Testament, where, you know something? It was about favor, and it was a favor that God gave Jesus, and we're walking in his favor, but that favor come down to us too, because God loves us Mm -hmm. so much that he favored us and sent his only son. Mm -hmm. But the merit doesn't come through us, it comes through Jesus. It is merited favor, but the merit come from Jesus and his blood. And his blood speaks more than anything else because he didn't have to do it. Guess hear what I'm talking about? That's what it's about. When we lift Jesus up, the Bible says that he will draw all men un- unto him. Amen? But his eyes, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. Now I'm a cowboy. Man, I try not to talk about cowboy stuff all the time. But it's just it's like kind of who I am. Right? When I see his eyes are on us, you know what I try to get when I get a horse to, to trust me? If I'm seeing their tail... That horse probably ain't wanting much to do with me. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. But when I see his eyes, and when I step over here, whoof, he's here. When I step over here, whoof, he's here. You know what I'm seeing? I'm meeting him face to face, and we have a relationship, and we have something something to, to work with. And then it says, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. You know what? One of the... Things I look for is their eye, their ear, and their mouth. You know, I can tell how I'm in tune with God is by my eyes, my ears, and my mouth. You can tell if I'm having a bad day, right? Because you can get down in the mouth. Anybody ever do that? Is it just me? Right? So, you know, my cat's been... Um, they said she had a bladder infection. I took her to a vet and took her twice. And the second time she needed, she needed um, a, a urine test. And so the vet reaches in and grabs her out like that. And that's my baby. Scared her so bad she, she urinated all over the place and she sh- couldn't get a thing. Well, I think there's something. And she didn't give her any medicine for it. It's like, you know something? That's my baby. Right? And so I was discouraged. I was like, you know, I don't know what to do with her because it hurts and she'd cry the whole time. And I was like, she's my, I can't handle her hurting. How many of us, we're going through stuff and we think God doesn't see us, he doesn't care. That's my cat. And I care that much. What about you? The Bible says if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our kids, how much more will our father so I was like about to give up. I was like, I don't know what to do, but I ain't letting her hurt like this. So I took her to our old vet. She came in, she goes, I think she's got a bladder infection. So she took the sample, and she had a hard time getting the sample. And my cat was scared to death of vets now, which she wasn't before. And so I was like, okay. Come find out, we get some antibiotics, and she starts to feel better, and things start going better for her, Right? And then when, it, when it, she starts feeling better, do you know what happens to my countenance? Whew. Thank God. 
We have a Father. He, he wants to see your countenance up. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. That's called, called the Aaronic blessing, not like E-R-R-O-R, like Aaron, right? Because He loves you that much. Amen? Amen? And I lied. I didn't have five minutes because I took two extra. <laughs> Father, forgive, forgive me for that. Amen. <laughs> Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for being here with us. Just show us how much you love us and how, how righteous we are in you. That, that the price was paid that we can have life and life more abundantly. And we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.